Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 172 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be here today in your earbuds, as always, and you might notice that there's a little bit of background noise in today's recording, and I just want to give you some background as to why that's happening. So we are having a massive heat wave in Northern California And especially on the coast, it doesn't tend to get this hot, or at least so I'm told. And so most places don't have air conditioning, including our house. And so it's really hot in our house. And so I'm in the living room, which is still hot, but significantly less hot than my office, which gets direct sunlight being on the top floor. So I am here in our living room and the windows are open. I'm hoping to catch a breeze, although there doesn't seem to be much of that. But you probably will hear some birds chirping and maybe some traffic go by on the street below. So just apologies for that. And hopefully once I pass this recording along to Katie, she can get some of that background background noise out for you. But just so you know, that's what's going on. It's really hot. I have turned my fan off though for you while I recorded this episode because that would just be super distracting. So this will probably be a shorter episode so I can get that fan on as quickly as possible. Uh, but moving on. So what I would love to do first before we get into talking about getting over and X is I would love to welcome all the new listeners to the Love Life Connection podcast. So recently, I spoke on a panel at the Wing in Brooklyn in New York. 
And I know a lot of you all are starting to listen to my podcast now. So welcome, welcome. And I've also been on a few podcasts over the past few months. And so if that's you and you're new to the Love Life Connection, welcome, welcome. I have a few places to direct you. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, this might actually apply to you too. So make sure you listen in. So first is if you want to either take a refresher of some of the podcasts or just want to get a good place to start, unless you want to go to episode one and just meet us back here. Once you get to the present episode, episode, that's totally fine. But if you want some good places to start, then I go over that in the show notes. I've laid out some places if you're not sure if you should be dating right now or taking a break or if you're attracting emotionally unavailable men or to hear my love story, which I tell over six episodes, then just head over to the show notes page, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 172. And I also post all of those uh, different episodes in the um, podcast episode info page. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just go to that player. And there's something probably about episode notes or information or something like that. And you'll see um, all of the links outlined as well as any other links that I ever mentioned in the podcast episodes. But those are the two places you can find the show notes. And just to see where you might start listening to with this um, with this podcast. And just know if you listen to old, old episodes, I believe like before episode 80, maybe 70 something, probably 70 something, then this podcast used to be called Date Yourself Radio. So just FYI, same podcast, same host, same everything just had a different name. And if you haven't connected with me on Instagram, please go ahead and do that. I'm Veronica E. Grant. Again, this is for old and new listeners alike. If we haven't connected or if you are following but have never sent me a DM or anything like that, please make sure you do that. I love connecting with my listeners. And to be honest, that's where a lot of these episode ideas are inspired from. And also, I often will um, pick up folks to come onto my podcast to be coached there as well. So if you're interested in just connecting with me, wanting to come onto my podcast to be coached, or just wanting to maybe pitch some ideas or have a question for, or some, for a future episode, then just connect with me there. Or if you just want to introduce yourself, because again, I'm not just doing this podcast to hear myself talk. So please come connect with me there. And as most of you all know, who are listening to me, and if you're new, you might have an idea, but I really specialize in doing, you know, the deeper work, the inner child work and really removing some of those love blocks and things that block us or slow us down from getting into the relationship that we want to attract. So I don't really talk that much about online dating or texting, not that it never comes up and not that I'm like anti talking about that stuff, because let's be honest, this is the real world. And that is a big part of dating today. But it's not the only part of dating. And in fact, I think when you do a lot of the inner deeper work, then some of the outer things like the texting like um, profiles, messaging, all that kind of stuff, I think a lot of that tends to fix itself when you do this deeper work. So if you feel like something's blocking you in love, but not sure what then make sure you take my dating blocks quiz, where I just um, ask you some questions. And then, you know, after working with hundreds of clients and seeing hundreds of women, you know, in this process, I really found four main blocks to be the reasons women haven't found their perfect for their um, perfect for them relationship yet. So make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz to take that quiz. And depending on what block you get or what your result is, you'll actually get a guide to help you clear that specific block. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. All right, so on to today's episode. So this isn't so much a step by step on how to get over an ex. In fact, I have a bonus training inside the Love Action Tribe for that. But what I do want to highlight in this episode are a few things that are important to remember if you're going through any kind of breakup. And these are the things that we often forget to remember or 
things that if we just remembered, they would really help us to move through the process and the pain and the heartache that comes with the breakup much quicker and also much more fruitful. And what I mean by that is that it's not just going to be a breakup and you're just bracing yourself until you're not feeling the pain anymore, but fruitful in that you're really learning a lot about yourself and about what kind of relationship and partner you want to call in so that you can use that information to better manifest a better fit partner for you in the future, but then also seeing how it can help you to learn and grow just as a human being, which obviously will impact you in future relationships. So three key things that I want you to keep in mind. And the first key thing is you've got to let yourself feel whatever you're feeling. Now, if you're definitely in it right now, or can at least remember a time when you were really in it and getting over an ex is you might be saying, well, Veronica, I'm feeling things all the time. I'm always crying or I'm always upset or angry or whatever it is. But here's the thing. I think that there are three key things that women tend to get wrong when it comes to feeling your feelings. Now, obviously, it's feeling your feelings. There's no necessary right or wrong way to do that. But I do find that there are some, I would say, three rules, so to speak, don't really like speaking in that kind of language, but for lack of better term, three rules or three things to keep in mind when it comes to letting yourself feel. So for one, letting yourself feel is not having a pity party. So this is not, oh, why am I single again? Or, oh, this sucks. Or what's wrong with me? I'm always going to be single or, you know, whatever it is. When you're letting yourself get into a pity party, then you're just like digging your own hole and you're just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper until... I don't know, until something will eventually pull you out, but nothing good is going to come from it. And honestly, it's just going to make you feel more miserable. The other thing that you have to keep in mind when you're letting yourself feel your feelings is to feel them without judgment. So let's say you are feeling angry or you are feeling sad or you are feeling frustrated or you're feeling rejected or whatever it is, but you're judging yourself. So you're saying, oh, God, why am I still hung up on this guy? He was such a jerk. He was such a douchebag. Like whatever you're saying about him or the relationship or your partner, whatever it is, then when you judge yourself, you're basically just swallowing your feelings. And what I mean by that is imagine if we were having a conversation and you're saying, oh, I'm so sad. I'm just so heartbroken from this relationship. And I was saying, Jesus Christ, get over yourself. Like, come on, it's been two weeks. Move on. Right. You would be like, "Uh, whoa, you wouldn't feel safe to feel your emotions. You would you would definitely want to get out of the conversation. If it was a friend situation, if it was like a client coach relationship, you would definitely want to get out of that contract because that doesn't feel very good to you, right? And so it's no different when you do the same thing for yourself. So if you're feeling your feelings, you've just got to do that without any judgment, even if you know the guy was quote unquote, a douchebag or a jerk, or even if you know that partner wasn't the right person for you, whatever the circumstance, it truly does not matter. But you do have to feel whatever's coming up but without judgment. And that really is a key piece. Otherwise, the feelings just keep getting recycled over and over again, because you swallow them, and then they come back up. And then you judge yourself, and then you swallow them, and they come back up. And that's pretty much the cycle. The third thing to keep in mind when you're letting yourself feel is no distraction. So what I mean by that is you're feeling really crappy, you don't want to feel like this. And so you look for a distraction. So maybe the distraction is actually to get back online thinking, oh, I should just get back out there. Nope, not a good, not a good idea. Or maybe it's just to watch a bunch of Netflix, or maybe it's to drink a bunch of wine, or maybe it is to go buy a bunch of things from Amazon or your retail therapy site of 
of choice. Whatever it is, again, like this is all just a form of emotional suppression. Now, I'm not saying you should never buy anything from Amazon. I'm not saying you should never allow yourself just to watch some Netflix and have fun. And I'm not saying that if you're dating again after a breakup, you're necessarily suppressing your emotions. I'm just saying that these are common ways that we actually distract ourselves. And even things like um, doing some of this deeper work or getting back online can sometimes be confusing because we feel like we're moving forward or we're doing the work, but it's just really, um, it's just it's just suppression and it's not really allowing yourself to feel. So what does it mean then to actually let yourself feel your feelings without this, this without the distraction, without the judgment, without the pity party? Well, it might look like sitting in meditation and allowing the hurt to just hurt. And you might physically feel it maybe in your chest or your stomach. You might cry. You might not really want to sit there anymore. You might want to, you might have the urge to, you know, go scroll on Instagram or to go do something else, anything to distract yourself. But that is what it looks like to really feel your feelings. And if it's not meditation, then you might do this in journaling, allowing yourself to feel and just write whatever comes up of however you're feeling with no editing. It might not even be like in your actual journal if you just want to do more stream of consciousness writing, which is totally fine. So it may not even really be legible. You might do this when you're moving your body. It just really depends how you process emotion. So like going on a walk or a run or a yoga class or just anything that allows you to feel your emotions. A lot of times you feel them through the body. And so it makes perfect sense to then want to move your body around to help you feel the emotions. So again, the first thing that I think is really important to keep in mind when it comes to getting over an ex is to let yourself feel with no pity party, no judgment and no distractions. The second thing that I want you to keep in mind as you're getting over an ex is that there's a difference between getting over the person that you are completing the relationship with and getting over the relationship. So usually nine times out of 10, I would say 99% of the time even, getting over the actual person that you are in the relationship with is often fairly easy. Now, now I don't want to just say, oh, it's easy. Don't worry about it. If you're still not over the person, then something's wrong with you. But generally, that's not usually the part that really gets women hung up. Now, it might feel like it feels like it's because of that person, but usually it's getting over the relationship that is the harder part. When you enter into a relationship, for most of us and for most of you listening, you enter in a relationship hoping, oh, maybe this will be the last relationship I'm in. Like maybe this will be it. Or you have a dream about the relationship and you make it mean something and you make it mean something that you're finally in a relationship that's going the way you want it to go. And maybe you even called this person the love of your life or your soulmate or whatever it is. And now all of a sudden it's becoming clear or it is clear that that relationship or that person is not the love of your life or not your soulmate. And usually letting that go versus the actual person is is much more difficult. And this really goes back to a point that I talk about all the time with my clients. And I talk about Instagram, I talk about all over the place, just because I feel like we need to remember it all the time, is that there's what's real, and then there's the story. And this is kind of tied into that same idea. And again, what I mean by that is what's real is you're going through a breakup. And I'm not going to say that that losing that person isn't going to cause any kind of grief or pain. It probably will, right? But usually the story that you tell yourself about the breakup is much more painful than the story or than the actual reality of losing that person or not being in the relationship with that specific 
person anymore. So just notice what kind of story are you telling yourself about the relationship ending or not having that person? Are you convinced that he was the love of your life? Are you convinced that, oh gosh, now I'm just old and washed up and now I really have to hustle if I still want to have kids? Or maybe you already have kids, but now you feel like, oh, nobody wants me at my age anymore or whatever it is, or I'm back at square one. Oh, got to start over, right? All of those stories have a lot of energy around feeling really heavy. And I promise you that's going to weigh you down more than any other part of losing the relationship. All right, so that was the second thing I want you to keep in mind that getting over the person is often far easier and it's different than getting over the relationship and what we make that relationship mean. The final thing that I want you to keep in mind when it comes to getting over an ex is I do believe that no matter how long you were with this person, whether it was a one night stand or a 20 plus year marriage or something in between, that person was your soulmate for that moment in time. But maybe that person was not your forever soulmate. So I, be- I believe in soulmates, but I believe in a very different way. I don't necessarily believe in soulmates in the terms of like, oh, that person is like your love of your life. And this is your one soulmate that you get in this lifetime or whatever it is. I don't really buy that. I think that puts a lot of pressure on you and the other person and the relationship because then you're always looking for, I don't know, is this person my soulmate? Should I, am I wasting my time? Should I just be going on a date with someone else? Should I be dating as many people as possible to see, you know, which one might be my soulmate? I just think it creates a lot of stress and anxiety. It doesn't really allow you to ground into present or be in present time when you are dating the person or with the person or if it's multiple people, whatever it is. So I believe that everyone is a soulmate for that moment in time. And I believe that we attract people that help us to learn the lessons or the things that we need to know in order to be ready for the person that we are truly meant to be with over the long term in our lifetime. Now, I mentioned earlier in this podcast episode, some places to listen in for the podcast if you're newer to me. And one place I recommend is starting out with, with listening to my love story. It starts in episode 81. It goes through 86. It's a six episode series. And I talk about my relationship as early as sixth grade and go, I pretty much go, I don't touch every single one, but I definitely um, touch on the significant ones that I learned something really big from that led me to the next relationship and so forth. And so when you're thinking about this person that you're getting over, even some previous relationships, maybe not the most recent relationship, then I want you to ask yourself, what did that relationship help you discover about what you want in a relationship or what you don't want in a relationship? Because that's also really important to know. I also believe that relationships are mirrors and we attract people into our lives that help us to heal certain aspects of ourselves, whether you want to call it karma from past lives or just simply inner child um, healing that needs to be done from our own childhood in this lifetime. I believe that people that come into our lives help us to do that. So maybe the person that came into your life, the person that you dated again, either for a couple of weeks or a couple of years or longer or something in between, maybe that person made you realize how much you put your own worth in someone else's hands. Maybe it made you realize that you're terrified to be alone and there's some inner work or some inner healing to be done with that. Now, I realize I just talked a little bit about that six episode series and kind of left you hanging there. One reason why it might be helpful for you to listen if you haven't listened already is because I, th- I already knew this to be true when I was as a, before I would 
did the episodes. But as I was creating the episodes, it just became even more clear and obvious to me how much each relationship had to have happened in order for me to be ready for the next relationship and then the next one and the next one and so forth until I finally met my now husband, Stevie. And I think that listening to my lessons, they may not be your exact experiences or your exact lessons, but I think it'll help you to pull out some of the things that have happened in your relationship experiences so that you can say, okay, I can see why this person was my soulmate for that moment in time. Okay, I can see why I was supposed to be with this person or why I met this person for that moment in time. And I think when you can look at relationships in that way, then it's impossible for a relationship to A, be a failure or to uh, B, be a waste of time. I truly believe that no relationships are a waste of time. And I truly believe that no relationships are a failure. If you take the time to learn the soul lessons, and if you take the time to learn the soul lessons, you will grow. And whatever way that you are supposed to grow and meant to grow. And that's going to help you attract a new caliber of relationship. And does that mean that person's going to be your forever person? I don't know, maybe, or maybe just that person is supposed to come into your life for another short period of time to help you to, uh, to, to learn something. So here's the thing about breakups. Breakups are an incredible time for healing. Sometimes when things are going really well in our lives, or even just kind of like, meh, like nothing's great, nothing's terribly bad. Sometimes it can be hard in that space to find the motivation to do the deeper work because things are all right. And you're all right at like getting through the things that you need to do in order to be an adult and just live your life, pay the bills, get to work, maybe get to the gym every once in a while, whatever it is. And obviously, this isn't always true, but I do find this to be true for many. But when it comes to a breakup, often breakups just crack you wide open, no matter how the breakup happened, whether you did the breaking up or you were broken up with, whether it was, you know, betrayal or a big argument that led to the end of a relationship, or if it was just simply, hey, this isn't an alignment anymore, it's not working. No matter what kind of breakup you've had, they can just really crack you open, which can give you so much space to heal because you're already feeling all of the emotions. And one of the most important things you have to do in order to heal and to grow into the next level of your own involvement is to just feel your feelings. So if you're going through a breakup, or if you're just feeling all the feelings right now, and you're open to healing what created your most recent relationship or the relationship pattern that you find yourself in, then I invite you to get clear on your love blocks, because understanding your love blocks and then getting the first few steps to start clearing them is going to take you so, so far in your love life. Now, I've worked with hundreds of women through the years in finding real love and getting to a place where dating feels fun and nourishing and not so draining. And through all of that work, I found there to be four main blocks that keep these women out of love. And so that's how I created my quiz. The quiz is super short. It takes just a few minutes to complete. I can't remember how many questions, but there's definitely less than 10. Pretty sure about that. And you take the quiz and you'll see what love block is keeping you out of love. And then I've created a guide for each love block. So you'll get that based on your results. So you can get some first steps to clearing your love block. Plus, once you take my quiz, it'll get you onto my newsletter list. And I often share offerings and secret invitations that I don't talk about here on the podcast or even on my Instagram. So make sure you take the quiz, veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. It's totally free and it'll give you the first few steps to getting clear on your love blocks. 
All right, my dear, that's all I've got for you this week. Next week, I've got a brand new coaching episode with a client and we're talking about how to date and meet people offline. Big topic. I know I can't wait to share this episode with you. Until then, I will see you on Instagram. Again, I'm Veronica E. Grant and I'll see you there. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.